Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question is more of a mailbag, but it gives me a chance to revisit one of my very favorite parenting tips that has worked so well in my own life. We got an email from Jessica who said, I just found your podcast and I wanted to let you know how one of the episodes has already helped revolutionize my parenting experience. Exciting. Three days ago, Jessica says, I listened to your episode entitled Yelling Less and it gave me the key I needed to change everything. I have a two and a half year old and he is high energy, adventurous and a habitual line stepper. I felt like he was never listening to me or complying with basic instructions. I was yelling at him all the time. Sounds familiar, Jessica. It seemed as though I was never able to enjoy him or smile at him because I was just yelling perpetually. It was making me depressed and anxious, and then I had no energy at the end of the day because yelling all day long left me raw and ragged and defeated. In the Yelling Less episode, I listened when you guys were talking about how dog trainers train dogs by just saying a command once and then waiting. That's what I want to talk to you guys about today, because this really is, you'll hear it work for Jessica, and it has worked for me too. This tip from dog training really changed how I parented. Never repeat a cue twice is one of the basic tenets of dog training. And every rule has exceptions, of course, but this is a really good one to remember. And and here's why. I'm going to quote here from dog trainer Adrian Ferricelli. I'll put the link in the show notes. She explains that as humans, we are strongly predisposed to use words to communicate our needs. And then when our desires and our needs aren't met, we will just repeat ourselves over more loudly. This happens when you're speaking to somebody who can't hear you. This happens to somebody who doesn't speak your language. We repeat ourselves as if our words will magically auto-translate or suddenly become audible or understandable to the person. That's what we do. We do this with dogs and we do this with kids. So in the case of dogs, a dog that has learned to sit, if the dog stops listening, the cue becomes sit, 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 sit. With a child, it becomes go do your homework go do your homework. I said, go do your homework. That will work. The dog will eventually sit if the owner becomes dysregulated enough. The kid will go do the homework once mom screams and yells. But the problem is the command, the cue has now become sit, sit, sit. It's not sit anymore. And for your kid, it's like, well, we've established this pattern. Then I can just ignore mom until she yells. Then I'll go do the thing that she's yelling at me about. These are called reinforced behavior patterns. When the dog 
is hearing sit, 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 and then waiting. The dog can hear very well. Dogs can hear better than humans. The dog has learned that this is the cue. This is the pattern that's been established. The dog is just waiting for the cue to complete. And when the owner gets mad, the dog has no idea why the owner is mad. She's just waiting. And our kids are kind of the same way. And one other thing that's interesting about dog training is that these things used to be called commands, and now it's much more fashionable in the dog training world to call these things cues. You're not commanding your dog to sit. You're cueing him to sit. Similarly, when you have a two and a half year old, it's time to come with me for your bath. You're cueing what's happening next. You're not commanding, come with me for your bath. And even that reset that they have to listen to, why you're not listening to me, to not approach that way is going to help you yell less. If you have gotten into a pattern about one thing with your kid that you end up yelling every night because they won't listen to you when it's bath time, they won't listen to you when it's time to turn off screens, they won't listen to you when it's time to go do your homework. You may be dealing with what dog trainers call a poisoned cue. If a dog knows that every time you say sit, you say sit, 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 why are you sitting? And you get mad. They have no idea where you're mad, but they know when they hear that mommy mad, something bad is happening. So dog trainers suggest in that case, let's start over. Let's pick a new word. Let's pick a fresh cue. And we're going to teach the dog to sit the first time they say it. This is something you could consider for yourself, too. If there's something that's really become a power struggle in your house, how you ask can change, but the words that you're actually using might need a refresh so that it feels different to both of you. Jessica says she tried this technique with her son, saying something once and then waiting. And she says, I can't believe how such a simple technique works so well. Jessica says she learned a couple of important lessons. Number one, I can trust my toddler. He does hear me when I speak calmly and quietly, even if the response is not immediate. Such a good point. If you get Instagram reels of really smart dogs like I do, because I love smart dogs, when they press the button and say, go outside, the dog always waits a really long time before answering. You have to allow time for your dog or your toddler or your teenager to respond. Asking them to jump at your command is not really what you need. What you need is the kid to get in the bath without you yelling. So if they take 10 or 15 seconds to get themselves off the couch and come over to you, that's okay. They're still responding the first time. Jessica says she's also learned patience, that she needs to give her kid a moment to comply with her request. He needs a moment to process what she's asking or saying, but then when he understands, he does what she asks. And if he does act with obstinacy, Jessica says, my escalation is to a firmer tone and perhaps a quick consequence instead of full on ballistic. Jessica says she's in shock how well this has been working and how pleasantly the last couple of days have gone by. I mean, Jessica, you have solved it. But I was so happy to get this email because this is such an important reset and one I needed to hear. So if you find yourself yelling about something, see if you can say it once and then pause. See if it's a poisoned cue that you can start asking differently. So it's not here comes the battle that we have every night. And if your kid is old enough, you can have an honest conversation about, hey, I think this has turned into a battle. I'd like to do a reset and then do it. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshellpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you've fallen into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.